0: Hello there, and welcome to Blue Milk Latte, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Kent, Blue Milk Latte Solace, and with me as always is uh, a trusty co-pilot aboard the Blue Milk Latte Star Cruiser, Chris Christophsis Mead. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, and we also have uh, another special guest here, Kyle Katarn-something. I'm kidding. What was your nickname we came up with you last I time?
1: I don't think we came up with one. I,
0: okay. think I
1: have to be like, Oh, hello.
2: Okay, I come closer come closer young man.
1: So I think we like put it off and then Camino did. Kyle
2: Oh, was you know, that like was that, that. it? No, no, I just came up with that Camino <laughs> Kyle. That's good. I like okay.
1: that right. There um, we go. Yeah, time. he'll
0: be chiming in for our younger audience perspective
2: Kyle Kestis uh, Kyle Kestis.
0: Yeah, cuz there's only so many 30 and 40 year old Star Wars fans that you need to hear their opinion You know what I mean, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so today's a big not maybe not lengthwise but A big episode in the sense of we are celebrating the five-year anniversary of Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, directed and written by one Ryan Johnson, uh, starring Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, and Mark Hamill, among many others, specifically Carrie Fisher. Um, We're going to be talking about all of that, uh, fond memories, other memories, uh, and uh, just seeing where we kind of fall on it now that has been five years of uh, marinating in, in the pop culture zeitgeist. Uh, but before we get into all of that, let's go over our Star Wars adventures from this last week. Chris, why don't you kick us off?
2: Uh, I'm still doing my uh, Star Wars Advent Calendar, so that's that's still happening. Okay. We're up to, what was it, day 12 or something today? No. It's a
1: 10. 10. It's a 10.
2: ten. Nice. Uh, and then I've been really making a lot of headway on that third uh, High Republic book. Cool. I think I've got another 40 pages left. I'm almost there. Nice. So close. Nice. Um,
0: what is your favorite uh, of the Star Wars Advent Calendar uh, pieces that you've gotten?
2: Darth Maul Snowman.
0: Darth Maul Snowman. Yep. They need to make it a... Full size. Full size, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: Or it is, like, some kind of exclusive for something we don't have, you know, we don't go to, like, FYE or something.
0: Yeah. Could be. Um, as far as me... Pretty much just boning up for this episode. Uh, I was watching some random Kenobi stuff. Just random filler. Epi- not filler. What am I saying? But just, I just put on a random episode of Kenobi. And it happened to be uh, the episode where uh, Kenobi breaks Little Leia out of uh, space prison.
2: That doesn't seem random since you love that episode so much. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> it felt a little random. Uh, but, but yeah. I, wa- <laughs> I, I watched it. Shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, ah, God. So... I, I do, not to go on a little tangent here with Kenobi, but I do love that show a lot. But And it never really bugged me as I was watching it live and it was happening to me. But some of the production stuff in there, as far as like the environments and stuff, does feel a little suffocating. Not suffocating, but I don't know. Low, low not low budget either I don't want to use that word either because I'm sure it wasn't yeah um but it was interesting some of the choices that they made and I think I'm gonna chalk that one up to I think production on that one was still heavily influ not heavily influenced by there being uh pandemic protocols that they had to acknowledge so I think yeah. that's kind of where yeah yeah some of the production stuff kind of went with that so that's what I'm gonna chalk it up to so.
2: Well, yeah, see, because you can't have as many people on set, as many extras, and they can't be as close together, so then you just make smaller sets that have less people, that can accommodate less people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Camino uh, um, Kyle?
1: Um, I watched the, the season two trailer of Bad Batch, which I'm so excited for. Cool.
0: Yeah. What uh? Who's your favorite member of the Bad Batch?
1: Ooh, that's a hard one. Eh, yeah, probably Tech. Tech? Yeah, he's my
0: favorite. Nice. I think we all have a good mix then, because my favorite's Wrecker. I think there's a lot more to him than just being the big, heavy muscle guy. There's a lot of stuff going on inside that guy's head, I think. And then yours is... Uh, uh, I think it's Hunter. Hunter? Yeah. yeah. Of course. What
2: do you mean, of course? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's supposed <what's> to <a> meme. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Uh, okay. Uh So I think that's pretty much it for our Star Wars uh what am i saying recap adventures adventures sorry i just had a bowl of holiday captain crunch cereal so feeling the uh, effects of that the sugar rush yeah yeah it was really good though the sugar rush of
2: holly feelings
0: yeah 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 holy spirit yep going straight to my i don't know liver um okay star wars the last Jedi. five years yep. five years later all right, Chris, we saw this together uh, as a group with yep. other people. We rented out a movie theater. I think it was the last time we did it. Yeah. It was the second and last time we did it. We did it once as The Force Awakens and again for The Last Jedi. And then kind of with Rise of Skywalker, we all kind of just went and did our own thing.
2: Well, we weren't all working in the same place by that point.
0: True. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we saw it all collectively together. It was a grand old time. Let's go back before that movie started, though. Okay. And we knew, the tr- we had seen the trailer, we had seen the ominous Luke Skywalker saying it's time for the Jedi to end right. and all of that stuff. What were you hoping to get out of this movie, or where did you think it was going to go? Before, uh, Before Right.
2: Yeah. That Luke was going to like have a different plan for the Order, uh, maybe we're going to see Grey Jedi's. Yeah. Or Grey Force users or some kind of new Force tradition yeah. that uh, he had invented or, you know, something. Yeah. Anything else? Um, maybe Luke could follow the dark side. Okay.
0: Okay. Dark side Luke. Sounds yeah. Sounds good. All right. So some of the stuff that I was kind of looking all my stuff was kind of like internet fodder in the sense of I was really curious If we were to get the Rey answer, I thought we were going to get an answer for who Rey is. Right. Didn't happen, necessarily. Well, we did. Yeah, but it was kind of BS. It was a switcheroo. It wasn't real. It was just Kylo Ren's narrative. Right. Which is whatever. Gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also really thought, because there was, at the time, you could throw a rock and hit a YouTube video saying, Snoke is this, Snoke is that, Snoke is this, back in that era And I was really curious to see if we were going to get an answer for who this Snoke guy is. We sure didn't get that either. We still, to this day, don't really have an answer for what exactly Snoke is. Yeah, we've gotten some some vague answers in comics. And yeah, they've kind of alluded to some stuff in The
2: Mandalorian. Well, Rise of Skywalker, you see the tanks full of Snokes. (laughs) The Snoke tanks. (laughs) Bless you. Yeah, but
0: I don't know if I'm really happy with that answer, I guess. I feel like there's still um, more to it.
2: Well, yeah, there's a lot of things about Skywalker we're not happy about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but we're talking about the last chapter. But anyway, yeah, so I thought we were going to get a Snoke answer. I thought we were going to get Ray lineage answers. So I think most of my stuff was answers to things that have been posed online. The only other thing I thought is, because as far as like force wielding people that have lightsabers, it's literally just Kylo Ren and, uh, you know, Ray. That's it. I thought for some reason, I don't know why, maybe I was thinking about Attack of the Clones, and I was thinking about the middle parts and trilogies and this and that. I thought for some reason we were just going to get other Force users popping up out of the woodwork. That also did not happen. I thought Benicio Del Toro cast as DJ. I thought he was going to be some Force user of some kind. Nope. whether good or bad but he was just a stuttering scoundrel right really that's all he was so not to say that i hate that route but it's just i was expecting you know a lot of things to go a different way but it is funny because i think also in the trailer luke skywalker even says this isn't gonna go the way you think <laughs> yeah so like it's almost like ryan johnson was like preparing us like hey guys it's gonna be okay, but we're gonna go in this other route.
2: And like, not to get too meta, one of the things I, I kind of, I think I, I assumed about this one, they were gonna kill Layoff because Carrie Fisher unfortunately passed, yeah, just after production had was it after the movie, right before
0: um, I think, during. I think it was right after the movie released. Okay, the movie, uh, yeah, well, because so. the
2: movie has a in memory of. In, yes, in it does. Credits.
0: Yeah, you're right, you're right. So the movie was released to the masses on December 15th, 2017. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, our our princess, Princess Leia Carrie Fisher, uh, she passed away December 27th, 2016. So it was a year before, you're right. Yeah. So it was a year before. So like they were done the filming, filming everything. The they were in the right. cutting room, and ILM was adding in all the the glitz and glamour right. of the special effects. So that's kind of where that was at. So she passed away shortly after Rogue One, yeah. which I think hit a little hard because Carrie, you know, I mean not Carrie. Uh, Princess Leia has that little cameo again. Yeah. So like, "Oh my god, she's gone. That's crazy." Um that hit us too.
2: But I kind of assumed that they had they would have figured out some way to deal with that in Last Jedi instead of leaving it for the third movie to deal with. Yeah, true. And yeah. they even there's even a spot where they could have done it, and then they don't. <laughs> yeah, in the movie, which is... yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's a, more of a testament of trying to stick, stay, stay as close as possible to Ryan Johnson's screenplay. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can mess with stuff in in the middle of it, but I think it does kind of reverberate and affect some of the other characters' storylines, specifically like Poe Dameron's, Haldos, Luke's, right. all that stuff. Um so I mean we we know most of this information, but I just wanted to hit a few points. Movies written and directed by Ryan Johnson. He's the only member he's the only one out of all Star Wars creators as far as the future films go to write and direct the same movie. All New other- Hope? Huh? New Hope. I, I, by... Well no, George Lucas. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I meant to say besides the oh, creator okay. himself. Okay. okay. So besides George Lucas, uh he's the only one to write and direct. All the exactly. other ones: J.J. Abrams, uh, Marquand from *Return of the Jedi*. Um, yeah, Ka- yeah, all Kasdan, those guys. Yeah. yeah, they've all kind of been teamed together as to where this was more or less his show to either do good things with or not. Uh, cinematography was done by Steve Yedlin. Uh, it was edited edited by Bob say du- Music, of course, by John Williams. Um, 152 minutes long two and a half hours Uh, budget was 200 to 317 million and then when you factor in a little bit of movie stuff for those that don't know about this from the the behind-the-scenes stuff usually when whatever you spend on your actual budget you spend that much times 1.5 in marketing so they probably spent a good another 250 million in marketing this movie as well so we're looking at a price tag of around approximately 500 million dollars that's what they had to clear to make the money back
2: right that,
0: um so yeah but uh box office at the end of the day brought in 1.33 billion dollars b a billion with a b so that's pretty darn good whether or not the internet fanboys hate this movie or don't it was a successful movie from a money standpoint um we can kind of get into the solo stuff later on if it reverberated to solo or not but we'll do that later on. Um <clears throat> um and uh yeah, so one I I did watch I was going to watch the movie again today in in preparation for this episode but I did it was I've watched this movie about a, at least 50 times. Uh, you know, throughout the years. So I wanted to do it with uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh, on Disney Plus they have the option, the extras to where you could watch it with audio commentary by Ryan Johnson. And uh, I did that. It was really interesting. I really found a, a lot of things interesting there. One of the things it doesn't necessarily have to do with the last Friday specifically, but just all Star Wars movies. I didn't know this when they do the opening fanfare. Yeah, it's not the same exact recording that they use for every single movie. They always re-record the opening oh, fanfare. Easier. Yeah, it blew my mind because yeah. I guess if you watch some of them, uh-huh. they the the it, the music it snaps faster than other ones. Like he wanted hmm. his to be like just a tad warmer than like some of the other opening okay. fanfares. Um so I I didn't know that. That kind of blew huh. my mind. Like I that's something you would know, I think, you know, for being a Star Wars fan for that long. But like I, I just never thought about it. I thought, oh like, oh okay, they just go into their right. <laughs> their, their sound files and like okay, click and drop, it's the opening fanfare. It makes right. sense. Yeah, so that was really interesting to me that 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 they did that. Um let's see here. Um do, 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 do. Let's talk about some characters. Okay. So, where How do you feel about Ray in this movie?
2: Uh, I like Ray in this movie. I yeah. think she does a good job. I think uh she she plays it pretty well. Um
0: yeah. Um I think also the out of the three movies, this movie might be the one with her best acting. Yeah. I think, no, yeah, I agree. I, I agree, think, I agree yeah. with that. Um, because she's she does a lot of physical stuff in this movie too, specifically the throne room fight. But I feel like in an Abrams movies, she does a lot more physical stuff, which is very interesting, right. very cool. Um, and the acting's still really good, but in this one, they, they really like dialed into like.
2: Well, yeah, cause she, and she has the those yeah you know, those couple of really good beats of like. When she has a conversation with Luke about Kylo, and then oh. uh, the whole uh, going down to the dark side pit, yeah, that's really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, did were you were you happy with her journey more or less throughout the movie? I do. Like we were kind of talking about this before the show that like after I watched it this time, her Kylo Ren kind of telling her she's nothing, and her kind of discovering that her lineage didn't matter for Mm. her journey that's I think that's kind of the point of the whole dark side Mm. pit is like just to kind of her for her to come to the realization that her that what she wanted most doesn't matter Mm. for her destiny Mm. it's not important yeah Uh, and I think that's uh, yeah It really that really resonated for me this time for some reason that just like the whole idea of like no that you you could just be nobody and then be this important person in the force, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I do you wish that they would have left it that way instead of doing the palpatine
2: route, I do, yeah, well, after watching today, I do if yeah. you asked me that when this came out, yeah, I was you know might have been a little annoyed, yeah, but uh no after I've, after the you know however many times I watched it, it yeah no, I, I think I prefer it this way
0: nice Kyle how do you, how do you feel about Ray's arc? in this movie
1: honestly um going from repeating uh Chris's comments i i agree uh like her journey like realizing that um that she can come from you know just being nothing and being super important that's that's a very good beat in the movie yeah yeah and i would also agree yeah the palpatine thing was kind of i didn't like it
0: yeah a little weird yeah. Uh, okay. So let's move on to uh, Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren, uh, his story arc. Do we do we feel good about it now?
2: Or I do actually. Yeah. I really. Yeah. yeah. He was another one where like I was. He. For some reason his stuff kind of really hit me too. Where, just like Snoke is just oh man, relentlessly just telling him how horrible he is. Trolling and, him yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. And which. You
0: know, is interesting to me. So okay, to, to kind of to skip up to the rise of Skywalker, but kind of going in with this. So you know, he Palpatine has that whole thing in Episode Nine, where he's like, "I've been every voice you've ever heard inside your head," yeah. and he does that thing. Do you think at that moment Snoke is uh, autonomous in the sense of just Snoke is Snoke, or do you think Palpatine is channeling Snoke to do this stuff to like troll?
2: Probably that, yeah. Because they're not. It's hard. They they haven't really explained Snoke's deal. Yeah. Then he was created in a lab. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: That's where the answers I kind of want to come. Because I feel like at a certain point, Snoke is just being Snoke. Right. But then Palpatine can influence, um, Kylo Ren because he can like manipulate like stuff in his head saying. You're worthless. You're not worth of this. Blah, blah, right. blah. Like, you, you're just a bad kid. You're a bad seed. You should just be yeah. a
2: dark side guy anyway. That sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, they don't really make clear whether like, Snoke is just like a puppet or whether he's actually like his own thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of the
0: I mean, we probably, I feel like we will get an answer, but it won't be for like another like seven years or something
2: crazy. I don't know. Mando season four. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, we found another secret research facility. What's this?
2: (laughs) Snoke's. So many Snoke's.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So what I really liked about uh, Kylo Ren in this arc, again, going back to like kind of what what uh, Daisy really did with Ray, is I think this movie brought out some of the best acting in all of the leads as well. Um, Adam Driver, I think, delivered the best performance out of the three. He, You know, he does with Kylo Ren in this movie. I mean, obviously in The Force Awakens, he's covered up by a mask for most right. of the movie. And then the third one, again, covered up by a mask. Right. And then he has, I feel like, a, a fewer scenes to deal with. He's in a decent amount, but uh, fewer, like, time scenes. This one, we get the most FaceTime.
2: With. Although he does have the Han Solo scene, and Ryan Scott record, that's pretty strong. Which is really good. Yeah. yeah
0: it's, a, it's a shining light in that movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, and this one, he just absolutely kills it from his physicality to the emotional weight of, uh, you know, him almost getting massacred by his uncle to, you know, um, him wanting Ray, pleading with Ray to join him and just, he doesn't get the girl, unfortunately. I forgot.
2: (laughs) I don't know why I forgot this, but like this idea of the (laughs) force dyad, that's like a huge plot point in Right of Skywalker. Yeah. They actually introduce in this movie. Yeah. They kind of lay the, the foundation for it. and they, then, they do a little bit, yeah. And then it blows up in some, then it goes in a weird, too big direction later yeah. on. But like, I forgot that, like, the, this whole dyad thing It's, it's like, loosely it's, introduced in yeah, this movie. Yeah. The, the, the basis of it is in this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, okay. So let's move on to uh, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. So one thing that I want to mention real quick before we get into a lot about him, is whether you like the direction or not, you just gotta think about this from, you know, Ryan Johnson's point of view in a sense of, you're given this middle part of a movie, you know you're not gonna be directing the next one after this. You're given this movie directed by J.J. Abrams and written by Lawrence Kanson and all this stuff, and you have luke skywalker standing alone on a cliff okay that's how he's delivered to you in a story does it make sense for him you know that he's hiding in the episode seven right you know that he doesn't want to be found does it make sense at all for a ray to show up and him like oh i was waiting for someone to come get me what the heck you know what i mean so I feel like it was not not that J.J. J. Abrams would have went this route or Lawrence Kasdan or whoever necessarily, but this is the route that was more or less assisted and set up for him to go with. Right. Do you kind of yeah
2: yeah uh, yeah? Although I don't know, I don't know if I would have done the The weird. Comedy beat of him taking the lightsaber from her hand and just chucking, chucking it. Chucking it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you could do that same, get that same point across with him just, like, handing it back to her, or maybe he was just dropping it on the ground and walking away. Yeah. The, the, the hucking is, you know, a bit comical for... Yeah. The weight of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, for, like, as big a scene as that's, that's kind of meant to be, which I guess is the point... He's trying to take the air out of it a little bit, but, like, I don't know. I think I would have preferred to have some weight.
0: Yeah. It it did feel, okay, yeah, I agree with you. It did feel like a gut punch because we were legit waiting for, like, two years for that moment to see what was going to happen. And the only other thing that I think was just a little weird, kind of going back on what I just said, is um, from a costuming standpoint, Star Wars costumes actually mean a decent amount of like story beats. Yeah. I think to me. So from a costuming standpoint, he's wearing white robes, meaning he's like... Right. On his light side stuff. Right. He's in a good place, maybe. Right. I don't see why the, the Luke Skywalker we got would just be chilling in his old white robes. I feel like... The Luke Skywalker we got in The Last Jedi, he would just be like, you know, fishing or messing around and like, because he immediately takes it off too. Right. Which is kind of weird.
2: Well, because you look at like, so you look at, to kind of compare to a different Star Wars show, like when Kenobi's hiding on Tatooine, he's not roaming around in Jedi robes. He's got normal clothes. He's just normal Tatooine clothes. Yeah. So, yeah, why is Luke still like hanging out in his full like regalia? Yeah. When he's, like, hiding out and doesn't want to be, you know, was not having any part of the Jedi anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm interested to see at what point in the storyline, I'm sure we'll get this in ten years or five years or whatever, at one point he actually gets those robes. Because we know the go-to, like, Luke Skywalker threads are, like, right. his, like, black with the white shirt underneath
2: thing. Well, because even when we see him in in this movie, in the flashbacks, and then when he appears on crate at the end, He's not... That's kind of what he's rocking. In yeah, the he, black Yeah, he's rocking with kind of, a of like shirt a, underneath. Like, it's kind of like a transition. It's kind of in between the white robes and what we see him in Return of the Jedi. It's yeah. kind of like the the next evolution of that. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like in more traditional Jedi robes, but it still has a bit of black to it. Yeah. yeah. So, tell me what you think about... How did you feel about Luke's uh, arc? Okay, so when I first saw this in the theaters... I walked out not sure how I felt about Luke's arc and not super fond of it. Yeah. But this is one of the things that as I, the more I watch this, the more I understand what Luke's doing. Yeah. And the more I've kind of heard some other people talk about it, the more I kind of see how Luke gets to where he is on, on, uh, on Octo. Cause like one of the biggest things someone said to me, what well, was not said to me? But I overheard on like a podcast. someone was saying that like, It makes perfect sense for Luke to do what he to go out and run away and hide because that's what all the other Jedi masters he's ever interacted with have done the same thing yeah like Vader shows up and Obi-Wan runs off and hides on Tatooine Yoda picks up and goes out and hides on on Dagobah so why would Luke do anything different when he's confronted with like some unkillable dark side you know force that he could he didn't feel strong to confront himself he just does what he was taught, which is pick up and go run away and go hide out when no one can find you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure. Um Kyle, do you have anything you would like to add?
1: Um, I'm kind of echoing Chris's statements there. Yeah. Like, when he was met by that thing, why didn't he just run away? Why did he just... If he didn't feel the need to confront himself, why didn't he just get out of there? Well, he
2: did. <laughs> well, yeah. he did. That's yeah. fair. Yeah.
1: But... You
2: know. Okay. Are we gonna talk about sirens?
0: Oh no. Um. No, not really. No. Oh. We don't need to mention green milk on the Blue Milk Latte
2: podcast. Yeah, but I had, I had down with the green milk. I had some thoughts about sirens. <laughs> okay, go for it, man. They're super creepy. Yeah. It's and, weird because, like, when he's milking them, they're kind of into it, and they're like giving Ray this weird, like, awkward eye contact. And also, it was
0: ridiculous that it was even part of the budget because when they <laughs> brought that siren in, they had like had to like. Helicopter it in, right? That they show in the documentary. It was a whole (laughs) thing just to get that one shot Shot that everyone was gonna trash, right? For the next five years, anyway.
2: No, but I was like watching it, and they're like making noises, and it's you kind of get the impression that they might be into it, but they're like making like real like creepy eye contact with Ray. The whole scene is just, it's just, just, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it's just an odd choice.
1: Dad, when you're milking a cow, doesn't the cow stare at you?
2: No, because you can't even see the cat. Well, no, because that's the thing. It's like, so Luke's milking it, and Ray's like standing off to the side, like at eye level with it, and they're like just staring at her like weirdly, like awkwardly, like, like, like yeah, look at this happen. This is happening. This is happening. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Are you into it? And yeah, she's not into it. It's real weird. Yeah. So
0: one other thing I wanted to pull it was either from the de- documentary, the director and the Jedi, or is from the audio commentary. I forget which one 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 thing that really hit home as a final statement for like uh, Luke Skywalker's arc here is he's a supporting character right in this movie um this story by and large is about the new kids Ray, Poe, right. Finn, Kylo Ren so people are you know they want Luke Skywalker to be Luke Skywalker when and the quote was Luke Skywalker in this movie is actually Ben Kenobi. Right. That's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the mentor giving this advice or giving that advice.
2: Well, uh, and you look at the movies, and uh, I know, I think, I don't know where this came from. It's probably something official. Somebody said this. Each of these movies is supposed to be a showcase for one of the main three original characters. We've heard that because I feel like
0: we made that up, kind of. Between you and yeah. like like fans and you and me, and right? Stuff.
2: But like that like I don't you think know, I've
0: ever heard that said like by like uh, a Kathy Kennedy or whoever. I mean, it
2: might happen. I don't, I don't know. know, but like yeah, because Force Awakens is is Han Solo's obviously movie, obviously Han Solo's movie, and then like Last Jedi is Luke's you know movie, yeah, and then um, Rise was supposed, supposed to, be to be Leia's, which and it was, it, it still is, and I mean, and they do follow that trend of like each one of those characters dies, but into the, quote unquote their movie, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it kind of works,
0: yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, okay, so we hit those. Let's talk about... I feel like it kind of skirts underneath the thing. We don't really hear that many people say that much about it, but Poe Dameron's arc in this movie, because I think it's like one of the more underrated ones, because yeah. you're talking about a hothead pilot that has to bridge somehow, going from being the hothead pilot to the leader. And this is like a really good movie to show... How all of that would well, yeah, possibly work or go down
2: right. And you do you see him like fail a lot because he gets impulsive, and then like he you know basically dooms all of their bombers in the first, in the very first like ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, he like dooms like forty people to die. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, and then he you know second guesses Leia, and he's second guessing Holdo, and you know he's going off and telling Finn to go run. Side missions and you know, and yeah, yeah. he he uh pulls a mute, he mutinies, yeah, <laughs> against Holdo, Uh yeah, he's, there's a lot going on for Poe, yeah. Um, okay, um,
1: I would almost compare Poe's arc in this movie to, um, uh, get off talk a little bit like McQueen's arc in the first Cars movie, okay. Like he starts off, Lightning McQueen starts off with this hotshot racer, he's new in town, doesn't know anything, yes. So he's like really arrogant. He's really, um, like thinks highly of himself. Yeah. But as the movie goes on, he's humbled, uh, as such a way as Poe Dameron.
0: Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that works. It does work. We got the youth youth perspective that we need here. Very nice. Um, okay. Next up, we'll do, uh, Finn's arc. Probably, aside from secondary to Luke, the most, the more controversial.
2: Uh just, yeah that we Well and can... this this is uh oh, man I just so disappointed with what they do with Finn just overall cuz they they set him up with a really good premise in the first movie in yeah. Force Awakens and then they just kind of squander him away for the next two movies.
0: Well mm, yeah sure <laughs> I feel like you get some good looks and good licks in uh rise of Skywalker I like his arc more in that one than I do in this
2: movie. Yeah, but they could Well I mean we could talk about Rise of Skywalker, we get to Rise of Skywalker. But yeah. like I think they could have done more with him in Rise of Skywalker to like make him more of like um you know, kind of build up his folk hero and you know and and you know, maybe give him you know, I don't know. Some some playing with like the group of former um, Stormtroopers he runs into on on uh, whatever planet they're on, the, one of the other moons of Endor. Yeah. yeah. So there, there was, there, I feel like there could have been more done with that. Yeah. Well, I
0: I, I kind of see from a writing standpoint why his character kind of went the way it did too. Because you know that Ray and Kylo right. are going to be busy doing their thing. Right. Poe's busy learning how to be hero. So you got to give Finn. I feel like I feel like more or less his his big bad is obviously Phasma, the one who you know right captured not her specifically, but her regime. You know, captured him as a child. You know, raised him this and that to be a killer, and he you know wasn't about that and all this other stuff. Um, Even though he was a janitor, (laughs) Um, so I think in that way his arc in this movie is resolved. Good. It's just. How they get there yeah. is a little yeah, 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 uh, yeah. is a little funny.
2: Like I think I think it, an interesting movie would have been if we didn't if we hadn't injured Finn so grievously at the end of Force Awakens, yeah. or he had he had miraculously healed off you know off off camera mm-hmm. to have he and Ray go to Octo could have been interesting. Yeah, here's an interesting question. Okay, okay, and
0: Kyle, you're gonna get it on on this one too. Mm-hmm. All right, this is the only Star Wars movie that picks up right after right. the previous episode. Does it suffer because of that storytelling mechanic?
2: No. No.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it does.
2: Wow. Okay. Well the, only, well, the only weird thing about it is that I feel like in Force Awakens they they blow up Hosian Prime's system. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, they're in charge. It's a, it's like, it's a weird... It's like a weird reverse um, Return of the Jedi, which is one of the things that I do not like about the, the Lucas redos of Return of the Jedi is all of the... Everybody partying across the galaxy yeah. once the Death Star blows up, because, like, that's not how empires crumble. <laughs> yeah. They don't fall that fast. I feel like this is, this is like... They do the same thing here, where apparently the Star Wars universe, you blow up, like... The capital or the leader, and then overnight everything's different, Mm -hmm. which is not how things work. That's not how anything works. Yeah, it would take at least a week, right? (laughs) Yeah, it just seems like it would. I don't know. It just seems like yeah, because like all of a sudden, like it's like these ten, you know, or however many like rebel ships versus the entirety of the first order. It's like where's the rest of the Republic military? Like they all just like throw their hands up like we surrender like where where is all that like where is everybody like where's the the legit military that was there it's a good call we don't really think about yeah it. it's always like it's it's like it's the weird thing they did is that they feel it they like under some impression that star wars movies have to involve a small group of rebels slash resistance fighters against some like larger evil empire yeah
0: You've got to have your underdogs.
2: Right. But, like, why? Like, why do we have to. Why, why couldn't we have done it the other way? <clears throat> I don't know. Why does Rocky
0: always get his butt kicked I don't know. and then have to win in the end? I was just like, because they
2: could have done a movie. But <laughs> like, they could have done these sequel trilogies where they're, like, have all the resources of the Republic at their disposal trying to wipe out the rebels that are now the First Order people trying to, like, make inroads. In yeah. Which could have been an interesting way to do it rather than, like, make Leia, like, constantly, like, her own. Team Leia <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. so know. so the other way,
0: okay, the only thing that I think would make the movie a little bit better, and this is how you could actually not again nothing that it needs fixing necessarily, but um the way you could fix the whole Luke is on a cliffhanger and he's just standing there. Right. If you did do, say, a one-year or two-year time jump, okay. you could totally fix that issue of he trains Rey. Right. It's been a year. He's got his head right for what, from whatever. You can explain that in a two-minute exposition piece right. somewhere during the movie. And then, now that he's back to like... Because Star Wars isn't about... Star Wars is that rare action movie where the action isn't meant to facilitate just like machismo like right you know like oh yeah we're killing them that's awesome like that's not what star wars is about it's about you know morals and is this the right thing to do is this not the right thing to do all that stuff and then is the, the emotional weight of all the, the battles and all the other stuff going on as well the fate of the galaxy versus the fate of one person all that stuff so like that's where the action lies i think in a lot of star wars stuff so not that you need luke skywalker you know running out there like mowing down you know thousands of stormtroopers or whatever necessarily right um, but um, it would be kind of nice to see Luke Skywalker I don't know do some uh, I don't know have more more of a uh, action sequences which we got in I mean granted it's a much younger version that's what we got in Mando
2: season two right so I don't right, know, right. I don't yeah, know. Because- and well,
0: everyone went ape ape S yeah. over that one.
2: Although I was going to say is I do one of the things I do like about Rise of Skywalker is the fact that Leia is Ray's master essentially. Yeah, I I really I do like that. Yeah, because then we don't have a bunch of you know just dude Jedi masters all the time. Yeah, we actually see like a female you know <laughs> yeah Jedi Ma- you know Jedi master Padawan relationship, which they had have do have in Clone Wars, but even that's not. They're not central characters. Usually, like they're like guest stars in you know certain episodes. Like true. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. How do we feel about Luke, force projecting? We had never seen that before.
2: No, there's a lot of stuff we haven't seen before in this movie. There's yeah. That and the Leia being able to live in a vacuum in space. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty awesome. No, was it was cool. cool. Is.
2: It was cool, and like just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not a thing that can happen. Especially considering Luke has been sitting around with the Jedi text, like for all we know, some you know technique he learned there, and he's apparently before he closed himself off from the Force, he had been communing with Yoda. Because Yoda, when Yoda appears in this one, he kind of gives the impression like, oh, long time no see. Yeah. So it kind of gives the impression they had been kind of you know talking, you know. Jedi to Here ghost. And there, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was pretty epic. That was pretty cool. I thought it was a. I thought I think out of the three, I mean, yeah, out of the three, Luke has the best send off out of yeah. the three veterans. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he does. Because the other two are just very sad. Yeah, his is very, very much what he represents. Very hopeful, right? And um, mm-hmm. eternal in a sense. Uh, as well. I mean, I love... I love and, and it reflects his character the most, too. Yeah. Him staring off at the suns and all that. It's, yeah.
2: Well, I, I love how, like, Luke... And this is was, it's kind of It's kind of funny, but this one I think actually kind of works. Where, like, when Ray's trying to convince him to come back, and he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, run out in the middle as my lightsaber and, like, take on the whole First Order? And then with my laser sword? And that's yeah. exactly what he does. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, really good. You know, and I love... I really love his line of, like, everything, you, like, every word you just said was wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's got some very good lines.
2: He, when when he says it twice. He says it to Ray once, and he says it to, like, Kylo. I love his, I really liked watching again this time, his last, his parting words to Kylo. Like, yeah. his last bit of, like, wisdom, his last bit of teaching, where he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, if you strike me down, I will be with you always. Just yeah. like your father. Yeah. 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 Burn, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I kind of wish, I kind of wish we had we would have had a scene in Rise of Skywalker. I know we had the the, the Han scene was really good. Yeah, I kind of wish we would have seen like a Luke scene as well. Yeah, like seeing him like when he's uh, we, what would be we, we, really awesome in Rise of Skywalker is that when we see well we don't really ever see Kylo like on the throne of the First Order, like, you know, kind of... We being, do get a Luke
0: scene, though, in Rise of Skywalker.
2: At the very, very end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, you mean, like, early on?
2: Like a Luke and Kylo scene.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, where, like, Kylo's, like, sitting, like, on the bridge of, like, his Star Destroyer, and you see, like, Luke just standing there, like, off to the side. Yeah. Like, the Luke's ghost. Like, hey, you could stop this now, and... Uh, well, he doesn't even have to say anything. He's just, like, standing there. Just, like, kind of judgy. <laughs> you would like that? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Just, just no, like, like no, because it just it just goes with the whole thing of like, because that's what Luke yeah. says. He's like, if you kill me, like you won't get rid of me. I'll, I'm gonna haunt you, like whether like literally or like metaphorically. I you, I will haunt you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I do like that idea. He's just sitting on that bridge, just staring jersey, like mm, you could have done that better. Mm.
0: All right, um, very briefly, let's talk about some Rose Tico. I love Rose Tico yeah,
1: yeah Rose Tico is such a good character
0: Yeah she was not bad yeah. She's like, I don't know where all the hate comes from
2: She has like the best lo- She has one of the best lines In the whole movie Which is Which is uh, Oh man I'm gonna mess it up It's when Try it's, it's at the Okay so it's it's at the Battle of Crate Yeah And she saves, po- she saves Finn Yeah And she says uh, That's that we- how
0: we're gonna win this war Yeah Not by killing what we, we hate, hate But by saving what we, we love. love
2: Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah. It's a very good line. Yeah, no it's it's, it's like one. it's the best line. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's pretty much like the line of that entire It's like the m- unspoken motto of like the resistance. Yeah. in that cuz that's like what Haldo is all about more or right. less and that's what yeah, the, the, that's what Leia is trying to get into Poe's head right. as well. So
2: that yeah. it's more important to save lives than to like, you know, burn yeah. all these
0: lives trying to take out a right. few of theirs. That's yeah. right. Thing. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Um Rose Tico obviously yeah I mean I don't we're not we're not not gonna get too much into it Uh, Kelly Marie Tran did receive a large amount of uh, hate and discrimination that caused her her to leave social media for like a good two years which
2: was tragic it just drives me crazy because like they did to her they did it to uh, Moses uh, Ingram. Ingram, yeah. With the Riva stuff, it's like yeah, it just, Daisy Ridley left for a while. Yeah, it's just like why? Why? I know Star Wars has mostly traditionally been a you know a dude fan fan base, but come on, guys. Yeah, it's, yeah, come on.
0: Get with the times, guys. Read the room. Just kidding, or not? Just kidding, actually. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the ending, broom boy. I want to see some Broom Boy, at some point. I like the ending. I love the ending.
2: Okay, so here's my problem with Broom Boy.
1: Yeah.
2: Broom Boy, that tag feels like something you put at the end of the last, the last, the end of a trilogy, yeah. not in the middle one. Yeah. Um, that was like the that was like one of the things when we walked out. Um, uh, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Neil. Remember Neil? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he was like. Ryan Johnson knew who this was a trilogy, right? And he yeah. didn't just want to end the whole thing right now because yeah. it did. He had a lot that felt very like final. As much as there is still the cliffhanger of like Ray saves them all and they get to the escape, like there's a lot of like finality. Like we, you know, we kill Snoke and who we thought was going to be like the big bad the whole way through, and then like broom Boy kind of feels like it kind of capstones like something. But you're like, well, this is just the middle. Like there's more story to tell. Like mm. yeah. That that's why I like the idea of Broom Boy It really reinforces that whole Ray is nobody. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like that was what Ryan Johnson wanted. How wanted her story to be that like yeah. he was really adamant, adamant and passionate yeah. that like no Ray needs to be nobody. Yeah, because that's what Broomboy is the same thing. He's a nobody kid who uses the Force. Yeah, and so I like that. I just don't like it from like a um, flow perspective of like yeah. the movie as a whole. Yeah.
1: That's right. And the fact that Broom Boy is such a nobody that we don't even know his name, we just call him Broomboy. Yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of reinforces the fact. We'll
0: find out one day who he is.
1: I kind of, I kind of hope that he isn't that is Ryan Johnson's
2: son. <laughs> is it? Uh, uh, it looks uh, like so. it could be, but it might be. I don't think so.
1: I kind of, I kind of hope uh, we see more uh, Broomboys like in like it actually. In my head
2: cannon, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, what
1: if um uh on Skeleton Crew, what if one of the kids is Blue Boy? That'd be that'd cool. Be, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be, cool. be really
2: cool. Uh, no, it's not possible. Yeah, because Skeleton Crew be, is pre. It's uh, like twenty five. Oh, it's like twenty three, twenty four years before.
0: Oh it's, it's, yeah, what's right. going on? Here. Yeah, it's in
2: the middle. It's like between Jedi and uh, ah. Force Awakens.
0: Yeah. Um. One last thing before we end the the movie talk part. I can't believe we haven't brought this up yet. The returner of Frank Yo- Frank Oz as right. Yoda, um, Great. made me cry. Yeah, when as soon as I saw the back of his little head, yeah, I was like, oh my god, they're doing it, and then I started to cry. <laughs> and and that, yeah, uh, that seems really good. Yeah, the first time you saw it, there was, uh, it was really good. And then the whole the whole lesson that he's imparting to Luke is really good too. You know, failure is such a good. Teacher, lesson yeah. and teacher, yeah, and uh, you know, and his whole end line of that's the the burden of all masters, we are what they grow beyond. It's just right. really good Yoda wisdom, you know, yeah. really good stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, all right, so see. uh, one plot hole I, I feel like came up when I was watching this time. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so then maybe correct me if I'm wrong because you might know this better than I do. I might. so when Luke tells Ray about what happens with Kyler Wren, mm-hmm. he says Kyler Wren takes a handful of students with him yes, and then murders everyone else. what happens to those handful of students? I know you're gonna say Knights of Wren, however Knights of Wren yeah, were they're their
0: own gang. We're their own
2: thing so yeah. where are those where are those students? We don't know I know like they like throw line that like feels like there's, there's more there. Like, what happened to Maybe them? Maybe he,
0: he did take them with him, and then they he got you know fed up with him and just murdered him along the way. Because I feel like the, the, the Ben Solo that leaves the Order is actually not all the way in yet. He's, like, torn. Right. He's hurt. But he's not, like, full dark. That's where when we meet Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens, he's, like, all in Right. on this dark side stuff. So, I mean, who's to say that in between then and now, he di- or, you know, then and then, yeah, he didn't just kill his buddies or whatever.
2: I feel like this is one of those things where, like, maybe the intention was to make them Knights of Ren, because that would make some sense. That's why they're called Knights of Ren and he's Kylo Ren. Yeah. If they were the Knights of Ren. Yeah, that is the other way they could have went with but, it. But then they didn't go that route. Like, they very clearly, like, in the Expanded Universe stuff, have made it the Knights of Ren. They're, like, their own thing that predate Kylo Ren and predate yeah. all that
0: and I think they have the same names too cause they have those weird like 80's metal band names yeah and I think they kinda stick with that so
2: yeah yeah, yeah I don't know yeah it was like a weird like plot hole. I feel like that would be an interesting thread to tug like is there like a bunch of like dark side users running around they're like Kylo Ren's disciples yeah I
0: don't know that'd be weird yeah
2: and fun
1: that would be fun <clears throat>
0: Um. Anything else we want to talk about in regards to the Last Jedi?
2: Um. I got I talked about the green milk. I talked about the weird plot hole. Uh. uh There's something else. No. I mean, think mo- I got the most of it. Uh. Just no. Yeah. It. Uh. it I mean, just just kind of the uh, like my overall experiences with this film was like when I first saw it, I was not sure about it. I didn't hate it. Like I have, I have one of my friends who just does not like it. Um, but I was like, I was very unsure about. it. I was like, I don't know what this was. Yeah. And it took. It's taken me five years to kind of come around to where this might be like one of. This might be my favorite of the sequel trilogy. Maybe yeah. it's real close. Like it and Force Awakens are kind of neck and neck right now. Mm. And there's and like you said, there's so much good acting and so much good scenario and the soundtrack is really strong in yeah. this one. Really strong. Like I was I was watching it while I was doing something else, and then when the credits roll, I just let them roll, and I was just was noticing the music is really good in this one. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: to add to that, <clears throat> your f- first reactions versus now. When I left the theater, I remember on the car ride home, I said. Um, this movie was a great movie. I don't think it was that good of a Star Wars movie. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And now 5 years later, I think it's both a great movie and a great, great Star, Wars Star Wars movie. Yeah. So that part did change after, you know, watching it 50 times, marinating with it, uh, you know, just kind of seeing uh where it went after that. I was like, oh, this is pretty good.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, and, and just kind of talk about, maybe a little bit about the film's impact on the fandom. Like, this was, like, to this point, to this point when it was released, the most divisive Star Wars film of all time. Yeah. Like, even... Even the, more so than episode one, I feel even, Yeah, even more so than the, than the prequels, I think. Even more so than even, like, some of the stuff in the Return of the Jedi, with Ewoks and things. Like, this... I don't know this film really divided the fandom like I don't remember there being as strong a backlash to the prequels as there was to this film. Yeah. Of, like just people were just like this is not good. Yeah. But then like for everyone who well my not for everyone but, but there's a lot of people who were like, "Oh, this is the best Star Wars ever." And it's just really interesting that like and and my personal opinion is that the people's like negative feelings about this really impacted the future star wars films namely uh solos you know box offices i think later on yeah uh but that's all that's kind of a long discussion we can have when we start talking about solo <laughs> yeah uh but like but i feel like as time has gone on more people have had my experience with it of well and years too of like kind of coming around to it yeah And i don't know that as many people are anti last jedi as were when it first came out yeah true
0: yeah for sure um Let's end on this on this last question. Okay. Um, Ryan Johnson has The Glass Onion recently right. coming out, or coming out shortly, I forget which. Um, but he did a presser about two weeks ago saying that his trilogy is not dead. He right. still wants to do it. Oh, wait, one, other, one quick little thing I wanted to mention that I, I noticed when I was listening to the audio commentary and all this other stuff. George Lucas created this universe. He loves it and all this stuff. I don't know if he necessarily had the most fun while while he was making it, right? Right. And not to take away from J.J. Abrams or any of the other directors or, uh, you know, Richard Marquand or any of the other guys, but I feel like Ryan Johnson, out of all the directors that have touched a Star Wars movie, he had the most fun out of any of them. Yeah. You know, Gareth Edwards, um, Ron Howard, he was brought in almost as a fixer, that sort of thing. So I think out of all the directors, he had the most fun right? doing a movie. So one one quick little anecdote. Um, but no, um, so he said his movies aren't dead. He's just super busy, which has also been kind of hinted by Kathy Kennedy and all this other stuff. I think they're still probably going to happen. So my main question is, just point blank, are we excited when and if we get the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Yes,
2: I am. Uh, I'm excited. I think... I think Ryan Johnson will do better not saddled with the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I think I'm. I'd be really interested to see what he could do given full, more or less full range. Yeah, like, with with the trilogy, right? When he's not tied to to something as big or as important as a thing, because there's a lot of stuff that's really interesting. And I think out if he if like you said, like he makes really good films, but it wasn't a Star Wars film. I think if He didn't wasn't tied to the to having to you know into Skywalker's. I think we we could have seen like a great film.
0: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, that's our
0: five year anniversary episode of uh, the Last Jedi under the working title Space Bear. Sorry, I just randomly saw that. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, And what would what we would
2: we like to leave with the good people? Um. Just. Take some time when everything's getting real busy because we're in the holidays. Just take a minute, you know, uh, watch a movie, watch some TV. Just kind of give yourself a break. You don't have to be running around nonstop until Christmas time.
0: Kyle? Oh, okay. Uh, Mine will be watch The Last Jedi. It's the five-year anniversary, so do it. Also, right after that, do a double feature. Watch Home Alone. They're tied into each other. How exactly? But I'll let you guys figure that part out. I won't say it on here. You'll get it though when you watch both of them. You got to do Last Jedi first and then Home Alone. You'll see what I'm talking about. There is a link.
1: Okay. Um, I would like to leave with good people. Um, go watch Dr- uh, Jurassic World: Camp Cretaceous. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's really good. It's an animated Jurassic World series set in the set in the uh. Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park. It's really good, though. Yeah. Go watch it.
0: Nice. Dino Star Wars out. Have a good week. All
1: right. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs>